often say that you are your full self now. And who you are now is not, when I say you, I'm talking to Brittany. Uh, Brittany is not who she was even a year ago or two years ago. You, you, your confidence in, in how you interact with people, how you view yourself, um, how you are willing to take and say what you want and take what you want has been, without a doubt, the most rewarding part of our journey in ethical non-monogamy is watching Brittany transform into the person that she is now. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 216. Take two. We're Finn and Emma. And yes, this is take two. Uh, this is the last episode of 2021, which is super exciting. We hope you've all had a wonderful year and had a beautiful holiday season as well. Yes. Yes. We're excited to be here and we're excited to continue on into 2022. Yes. We got tons of exciting stuff coming up that we're super excited to talk about. We'll jump into some of those events and different things we're doing in a few minutes. But first, who do we talk to today? Today, we talk to Brittany and Chad. They have been married for about a year and a half, but they were friends for many years before that. And we have a beautiful conversation about their journey. Um, They're also the host of the Tangled Up Together podcast. Yeah. So definitely check out their podcast. Uh, They're going to talk about that more uh, at the end. But uh, just to kind of build on what Emma was saying, like, we have a great, great conversation about so many different things, but one, like a couple of the, like the highlights for me were like, like the, the evolution of like dynamics and comfort levels and rules and like starting with like no feelings are allowed to like maybe some friends to like who knows where it goes in the future and just how we all evolve, how our relationships evolve. And it's, it's a great conversation. So we wanted to say a huge thank you to both of them. Also, it's pretty awesome. Brittany's a legacy swinger. Yes. So she, t- she talks a little bit about that. And that's a fun, fun conversation. Explain as what well. that means. It means that her parents were swingers as yeah, well. Just making clear in case right. anyone's not sure. Are, Emma, are we legacy swingers? I don't know, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I guess we never know for no, sure. We never know for sure. <laughs> but we really do maybe have... Maybe like multiple generations back. Uh, maybe. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Nevertheless, we'll stop thinking about that imagery. <laughs> what I was going to add to, though, the intro here is that we do have an amazing conversation about like coming into yourself and really learning and growing into who you are. And so that was a really special part of the conversation for me as well. Yeah. So again, thank you, Brittany. Brittany and Chad uh, for coming on, sharing your story, and for doing the work you do um, and getting getting your story out there. So, yeah. And we have a few announcements. We'll keep them short, but what's, maybe not super short. What's we'll first? See. We got a lot of stuff. What's first? A huge thank you to our amazing Patreon community. We'll keep this one short because we talk about it almost every week, but just... Not almost every week. Definitely every week. <laughs> Just a huge thank you. We have almost 200 members now, and it's just a fantastic supportive group. If you're looking for a community, if you're looking for other like-minded people, we have monthly Q&As. We have a men's group. We have a women's group. We have uh, ongoing MeWe chat, and we have all sorts of special stuff that we do for the group, um, like announcing some of the events that we're doing. 
ahead of the time, ahead of time, or getting the episodes a day or two early. Absolutely. So, if any of those things seem interesting to you, take a look on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the Patreon tab. See if you think it's for you. If not, we're not offended. Nope. And then we've got other events. I want to just chime in real quick. All right. I'm just excited. You are, but I want to chime in to say a huge thank you to our Patreon community as well from me because it's important. Thank you. Uh, We do have a bunch of fun events coming up. In January, we have three virtual events. So we have our virtual meet and greets, which are what we've been doing for the last year and a half every month. And we have two of them in January. These are open to anyone. The requirement is that you be open-minded and respectful. So the next ones are going to be on January 15th. That's a Saturday. And January 26th, that's a Wednesday, both in the evening. We'd love to have you join us. And we have another event that we have never done one like this before. Right. We're calling it... A virtual play party. But not that kind of play. We're all going to get together and masturbate on Zoom (laughs) for like two hours. Well, that would be awkward. (laughs) Hey, no shame. No shame. I'm just saying. (laughs) That's actually not what's happening. We've we've partnered with a strategic play consultant who brings sort of um, strategies to corporations and businesses and people to help them grow in in their like social skills and, and just all walks of life through what he, what he calls transformative play. So his company is called Breakthrough Play and it is it's an awesome awesome business. Definitely check it out. There'll be links in the show notes. But he's coming on to do a virtual event that's basically going to be like improv and just goofing around having a great time and it's going to be a blast. You're so. definitely going to want to check it out. Go to our website normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the virtual or the community events tab and then virtual events. You'll see the information, all the details for the virtual play party as well as the meet and greets right there and go sign up and just to be clear nobody's going to be masturbating in these events (laughs) and just to be clear there's no shame around that but it's not going to happen on these events Then in February, we start doing some in-person events. We've got a couple on the calendar. The first one is a meet and greet in New Orleans. We're taking over a, the entire bar on on two seven on February 7th. <laughs> I'm looking at your notes. On February 7th. So that two one's seven kind of, is February 7th. I know, but it's a little weird to say it. <laughs> it, like, too. it all is. right. And then a couple of days later on February 12th, we have another meet and greet, but it is going to be at a clothing optional private pool. And we're calling it a pool party. We're calling it a pool party. And it is limited to only 40 people. So 20, sort of 20 pairs. Yes. And you can learn more about what that looks like, all of the information to say. And how up. we're handling COVID around these events as well. Exactly. Um, head over to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and click on the community events tab. And there you'll see the links for the in-person events and the virtual events. And there's one more in-person event that I kind of skipped over. It's in March. Emma. Yes. So in March, actually on March 26th, it's the Saturday, we are doing a pole dance event uh, with Amy from episode 188. Uh, We realized this is a little bit ahead of of time. It's a little bit in advance. Yeah, but people are already signing up. But people are already signing up. There's Mm -hmm. also a limit for this event. So go check it out. This is going to be in San Francisco. That's an important important detail. So she's going to teach a private pole dance class for us for like an hour and a half and then afterwards there's going to be like an hour sort of mixer social event in her studio people are going to bring drinks and snacks and it's going to be kick-ass so mm-hmm. we're super excited for all of this and we've got a lot more events coming um in the works
works. So stay tuned for those. Yes. And uh, one final thing, how to reach out to us, right? Because you're going to have feedback about all of this and questions about all of this. Again, go to our website. You should know it by now, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the contact us page and send us a voicemail, send us an email, and we'd love to hear from you. And with that, jump into this conversation with Brittany and Chad, and we'll see you all on the other side. On the flip side? With some other exciting announcements. Yes. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) Let's go. Welcome to the podcast, Brittany and Chad. We're glad to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for reaching out on the Instagram. Mm -hmm. And we're excited to talk and get to know you too. So again, welcome. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, very excited. Yeah, for for us, because we don't know a whole lot about you two and for the listeners, do you mind just introducing yourselves and I will go from there. Should I go first? Sure, you usually do. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, my name's Chad and my biggest claim to fame is that I'm Brittany's husband. Um, <laughs> Brittany is my beautiful, adventurous, sexy wife and together we, well, aside from a lot of adventures in our personal life, but in particular, we're both uh, ethically non-monogamous, and uh, we are living a dream. Yep, living the dream. It's my favorite <laughs> right. saying. Uh, you always set me up so high. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm Brittany, and I am Chad's wife. He kind of covered it, but yeah. So we um, we like to approach life. We look for challenges and growth, and you know, new exciting experiences. So that's kind of where we start from. And yeah. then we go a lot of different places. <laughs> when I introduce yeah. us, I, I like to keep the bar very high for you. Right. And I like to manage the expectations when it comes to me, mm-hmm. which is why I do that. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, under promise, over deliver, right? <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. I say, how, how long have you two been together? It's a, that's a complicated question. Um, so we've been married for about a year and a half. Yep. Um, and we dated for... I think two years before that, but we were best friends for about six or seven years before that. So all in all, we've known each other for almost 10 years. Um, and while we were best friends, we were basically dating without having sex. Um, so yeah, I was the friend, I was friend zoned for about the first five or six years of our, of our relationship. We met, we met in the back of a tiny airplane that we were about to jump out of that. Um, we met skydiving. Um, and then we became friends and we, we actually were both in other relationships, uh, at the time when we were friends, we were both in horrible other relationships. Um, but as friends, we would travel the country for skydiving. Um, and we were, we talked every day. Yeah. We texted or Snapchatted every day. And then one day Brittany texted me that she had dumped her horrible ex-boyfriend. So I turned to the woman that I was then living with and said, okay, we're done. And, um, Brittany and I got together soon after that, and we've been together ever since. Wow. Yeah, that's quite the and, – and you two were not in – those those previous mar- mar- relationships were not non-monogamous, correct? Uh, no, this is our first time in the lifestyle at all, actually. I was in what could be uh, considered the extreme opposite of non-monogamy in my last relationship. Um, but, yeah, no. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. And so how did – the conversation come up between the two of you to start going down this path. I'll let you, you kind of piloted this so you can tell it. Even when we were friends, I knew that Brittany was not in a good relationship and that included her being able to express herself sexually and be who she is as a person. 
Um, I knew back when we were friends that she was bisexual and that she was not exploring any of that. And when her and I got together, we just, it was like a breath of fresh air. And I, and you know, our early conversations were, you know, that I wanted her to be who she is. And that kind of started our path of ethical non-monogamy because right away, you know, being a guy, I can't really fulfill her desire to be with women, but I was very much okay with it. So that was where it kind of started, where you were you were able to explore your bisexuality. We weren't swinging swinging at that point with other couples. It was just basically Brittany exploring her bisexuality with females. Yeah, it started as um, yeah, you were selfless about it, and you there was really no self interest for you in there. You weren't like trying to. I don't know that you even I wasn't had it trying to be involved. No, and I don't think you had it in your mind that it would turn into anything that would benefit you either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how it started was just to let I mean, me be my Who full wants self. to have that kind of desire repressed? So I can't help you with your desire for a vagina. So Right. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and then from there it started kind of one thing at a time. And then I was like, you know, Brittany is gorgeous and she has a very sexy body and I was I was like, why don't we start showing this off? And so initially she just created a Reddit where she would post pictures and interact with people. And that was hot, but that only lasts for so long. Um, and then you started camming, right? You did some camming stuff. Yeah, that fell in there somewhere. I don't know where. But yeah, it was all online stuff, and which was at the time insane to me. You know, I had been in a relationship where he was jealous of literally everything so to be now in a relationship where i was posting pictures of my naked body online and my boyfriend was enjoying reading what other men wanted to do to me <laughs> well i mean it was crazy to me um and so at the time it was mind-blowing but then after a while you know it's all just names on a screen right so we started talking about making it a little bit more real yeah and then we wound up at a local club uh lifestyle club one night and um we've been off to the races ever since um uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it. We, we've had a it very was a slow, slow. Yeah, yeah. We, we've kind like of a tortoise race, maybe. Yeah, we've <laughs> been very cerebral and very like deliberate in our growth in the lifestyle. So as a result, we've kind of gone from a couple where just Brittany would play with the other females to now being completely comfortable in almost any, really, any situation. Yeah, um, you know, we enjoy full swap and and all of that. So it's been, but it's been, it, it's, t- it's taken a couple years for us to go from a couple that really didn't do anything to kind of where we are now. And every step along the way, it's, you know, it's conversations and, you know, making sure that everybody is comfortable and temperature checks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before you two went down the road of non-monogamy, the two of you, you said you weren't in non-monogamous relationships previously, but did either of you have any framework for that or any background of what non-monogamy was, or was it all just you two figuring it out together. I didn't. I don't know about you. Um, I was terrified of it. Um, I didn't. I didn't think that it was wrong. You know, like anybody that I knew. I didn't actually really know that many people doing it, but I was aware of it. And I didn't think it was wrong, but it was not something that I would have ever imagined I was capable of. I was really, really locked into the monogamous mindset prior prior to him. So yeah, no, I had no framework at all, and I was terrified of it, and I didn't think that. It was anything I could ever do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had no prior experience, but Brittany and I, in our prior lives, approached sex, I think, very differently. I've always compartmentalized sex in love, where I've, sex is a physical thing, and, you know, 
love is what makes Brittany and I, Brittany and I isn't the sex. It's the emotional component. It's that bond we have with one another. And I've always been that way where sex is just in a different compartment of my brain than, than love. So I think our early conversations, maybe you were surprised where, where I was. So yeah, I, you can, let's have a threesome or you can play with another guy. Um, because again, I don't equate the physical with the emotional. So maybe those were probably our early conversations was around that. Yeah. I mean, it, it was always, it's always been very easy for you. This whole process, the, the, the the speed of the process has been um, controlled by me because like I said, it was not anywhere in my mindset. And I, I am the opposite of him where I do, and not anymore, but I used to equate sex and love. So, you know, I would, even if I tried to have sex with someone that I didn't have feelings for, I ended up then quickly having feelings for them. So that's never been something I've been capable of. And so to watch you in the beginning, just be like, yeah, like whatever, go do whatever you want. was, it was refreshing, but I I didn't understand how to get to that mindset. And I, I am there now, but we started in a very different place, even though neither of us had experience. Well, right. And I think, you know, that was one of the thoughts I had or questions I had was around like when you first started doing this, right? Like you said, it was really exploring the bisexual aspect for, for Brittany and that you weren't pushing like, Oh, let's have a threesome. Let's have a threesome. Let's have a threesome. It was like, no, go and explore this. Mm-hmm. And I think like coming out of that ultra monogamous, ultra jealous relationship, like how did that go for you, Brittany? Cause I like, for me, I could see there being like, I don't know that I really trust this. Like I'm going to go do this and it's going to be a huge problem like how did that go for both of you like on on your side chad like dealing with jealousy or or any of that and then on your side Brittany, like managing the the potential for that or the fear of that yeah um so our relationship is singular for me in that i never have questioned anything he's ever said or felt about me um so and i don't know if it's just because we've known each other so long or if he just does a remarkable job of, you know, being true to the things that he says and does. So I don't ever question it, but I believed him, you know what I mean? I I never, I really never thought it was going to be an issue. I did still have like the visceral reaction of in the moment, like feeling sort of bad, you know what I mean? Like I was like, Oh, I don't like holding back because I just didn't feel like it was right for me to fully put myself into this other situation physically or whatever it was. But that was more me. Like I never worried about him having a reaction like that. Yeah. You know, this whole thing has been framed a couple different ways. So the swinging for us is kind of, is a hobby. So kind of like scuba diving and skydiving, um, other things that we do. It's one of our hobbies. And as a result, it is a want. And so we may want to enjoy having sex and physical fun with our friends, but it's not a need. What, what the, the need is our own relationship. And I think that's why we've kind of gone at the pace where we've gone because all along the way, are we sacrificing the need for any want? And if we ever thought that we were, we, we would have, we backed off um, in order to protect, you know. So throughout this last two, three years, there really hasn't been a whole lot of jealousy, really. We haven't really had to tackle that yet because we've always gone at, at a pace that works for us. And we've always been careful to put the need in front of the want, which is why we went at such a, a slow pace. 
uh, you know, you go at the pace of the person that has the most reservations. That way you can ensure everybody is comfortable. And then by doing that, we really haven't been in many difficult or, or uncomfortable situations with each other. Yeah, that no, makes it makes complete sense. I was just curious too on like on Brittany's side, like the need versus want conversation is really interesting. And and I was just like, when you think about that with regards to being bisexual and not really being able to do anything about that for however many years you were in the, your relationship before Chad, do you feel that like exploring and and being able to fulfill that is it falls under like the want versus the need? That's an interesting question, um, and it's a hard answer. I wouldn't say – it certainly feels like a need, right? Like any kind of sexual desire feels like a need in the moment. So when I'm like super into women and wanting to be with women, like, yeah, it physically feels like a need. Um, but I think that the the physical aspect of it is a want, right? And I, I recognize that as a want because – whether it's a man or a woman or, or you know, any, anything um, in between or whatever it is, I don't, it's all wants, right? It doesn't matter what the person is that I want. It, it's a want, but it's a need to be myself. So where the physical manifestation of it is a want, being able to at least express that side of myself is a need. Um, yeah. But that also falls within the needs of our relationship, I think, because you well, both of us want the other person to be them full self, their full selves. Well, yeah, that that's one of the needs of our relationship, right? See, I, early, I thought you being able to explore your bisexuality was a need, and that need was not being met in your prior life, and I wanted you to fulfill that. Yeah, which is why. So I don't really consider any of her bisexual relationships as being part of our swinging. That's just. That's part of who I am. It's just part of who you are, yeah. right? And and who want I would never want you to repress that your whole life out of some sort of insecurity in your mate. That just seems absolutely ridiculous to me. Yeah. But I always thought that that was a need for you. Well, it is, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think calling the physical manifestation, like the sexual act, I don't think calling that, that's not a need because that falls under any sexual act. But the, the expression of my bisexuality is a need, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. That's yeah. like kind of a weird answer. I hope that it's clear. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. And I think it, it, it brings up a second question, which is like relationships versus swinging. And not that swinging friends aren't relationships, but like, have you explored this in a way that is beyond swinging? And, and it sounds like maybe some aspects of Brittany, like having relationships with other women, maybe falls, like you said, falls outside of the swinging compartment like what what does that like look like look like for you too um it's so it's we maintain our no emotions rule even with you know what i do with women um so it's still not a poly situation and actually it's obviously i'm friends with a lot of women right and like i'm friends with a lot of queer women and it's an interesting dynamic and it's a hard decision to make because i i try not to play with people that I have established relationships with just because I think that it could it could move into an area that maybe isn't within our parameters but no they they I guess the short answer there is no they stay physical even when it's just me yeah makes sense (laughs) do you think I guess this is a future question do you two think at any point you'd be open to exploring relationships or are you what works for you is the swinging, the like no the, feeling. Yeah, the no feeling. 
I don't know. I don't know that we want to put, as we sit here today, we, you know, I don't think we're looking to be in any sort of polyamorous relationship where you're starting to commingle. Because what makes polyamory polyamory is, is the emotional component, like the feelings. Mm-hmm. It's you're, you're giving that part of you to somebody else. And I don't know. Our conversations to date have been let's have friends that we enjoy spending time with, that we can have fun with, also have sex with. But at the end of the day, when we're not having sex, you're just one of our friends. And, you mm-hmm. know, we don't really have that huge, there's no love being shared. So that's kind of where we've been to date. Yeah, but I would say, I think as we progress, I don't I don't think, and I can say this pretty confidently, I don't think we will ever be in a situation where we meet people who we bring into our relationship that hold an equal status with the two of us. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we will ever split our emotions evenly between a group of people. But I do think that we're getting more comfortable. I don't even want to call it an emotional connection, but having a connection with other people. I think when we started, we were very, very strict about, like, these are just you know, fuck buddies and it, and it, that's it. But I do think that we're starting to incorporate a little more personal aspects to what we do. That's right. Yeah. 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 But as far as, you know, living with people or something like that, I don't think we'll ever get to that point. No. Yeah. And thank you. I just want to be clear. Like there's no right or wrong answer there. Like it's just whatever works for you too. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We're not, we're not trying to get to the right answer, but I did, I did have a question though. Like, and this is a, and one that we've that we come up against often, which is like, how do you control for feelings? Because I think that's one of the things where it's like, you can say like, well, we have a no feelings rule, and I'm not saying that's a wrong to have, but like, how do you control for that? Like, if you, one of you starts to be like, hey, that like, I'm feeling something. Like, what what happens at that point? I don't know. I mean, I guess we would have to cross that bridge. From my perspective. Um, yeah, you know we we don't ever play separate, um, and when we're swinging, well, other than me, other than you, with a female, right? But so my experience with other females, um, I'm I'm straight, I'm not bisexual, so my experience with other females has always been with a couple dynamic when we're swinging. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if I'm off separately with another female to even to even have that opportunity. And, I, and when we're swinging with another couple, I'm always just so mindful about being respectful and not you know stepping on anybody's toes or. Or anything, so I I tend to keep things at an arm's length anyway. So I'm not really in an environment that would be conducive to me to have feelings or anything like that. Um, yeah, um, but I do think I mean we've started developing relationships with couples where we play with them repeatedly, and I think yeah. that even in a couple dynamic, you you could. Yeah, I think we try to mitigate it by how we go into the situation. You know, I, I think. And obviously that's not a perfect answer and it's not a steadfast um, solution. But I, I I think going into it with that mindset helps because like he said, we do keep at an arm's length and, you know, we're friends, but we're not talking to them constantly. We're not spending time with them constantly. It would be very hard to develop feelings with the people that we swing with, I think. I mean, we get, I got crushes on some of them. Yeah, but I've too. I've learned that that's different. Yeah. I, and this, that was my problem. So I used to, I don't, this is kind of going off on a tangent, but... I said I used to equate love and sex and I think that I used to understand lust differently and like crushes differently. And I think I, I thought that meant that I had feelings and then I would take that further. So something that swinging has done for me is really taught me how to manage that lustful feeling and, and recognize that it isn't 
love. You know what I mean? It's it's not <laughs> it's not an actual attachment. It's just a momentary, you know, whatever. So I think that's we do have those, and that's why yeah. I'm saying we're moving more in the direction of emotions. But yeah, I think we're careful not to take those further. It, it has been enjoyable letting more emotion into our swinging um, and getting closer to people because it makes it makes everything much more. Uh, what's the word? Robust. Mm, robust. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> where you know it's not just physical and it's not just very transactional. So it is nice developing these friendships. But, you know, it stops short of being an intimate relationship with other people. It's more of a friends with benefits thing, and it's it's fun to have. have right. Fun. And, you know, we're not sharing. For one thing, we don't ever talk to them separately. Um, and we're not sharing our, you know, you're, we're not like leaning on them when we're having a bad day and things that usually end up going down the road of developing feelings. So, yeah, I think I think just the way we go into it really helps mitigate that. Yeah. But we'll see. No, it makes sense. Who knows, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Right. And I, I think it's perfectly, like, I think that progression is super, super common and, and normal. Like, I think there's a lot of times, right, there's fear when people first start doing this. And they're like, well, yeah, we can do this. But, like, no feelings. We just do it. And then we never talk to them again because that's the safest way. And then as right. you start to, like, yeah. realize that you can, like, oh, we could be friends. Oh, we can, like relax a little bit and i'm not trying to like convince you to be polyamorous i'm not here to like (laughs) recruit anybody i was just curious like how do you control for friend or for emotions because that's one of those things that like you don't you don't get to choose when right when that hits you and so it's just a it's a thing that like we've heard a lot from people and like how do you navigate that and to be fair we've experienced that too (laughs) yeah yeah well i will say what you described was us early on where it was very transactional and it was very these people are hot let's let's have sex with them and then go on our merry way and it has it has been more rewarding you mean the way we do it now yeah yeah Yeah. you know getting to know people and developing relationships with them not again not intimate romantic relationships but you know like, like good friends yeah there's a connection with them yeah having a connection with them and um you know having an ongoing thing has been rewarding but it's come as we've loosened up you know gotten more comfortable with it and yeah i mean that's always how i've had sex and so when we first started swinging i liked it but it was kind of like yeah i could kind of take it or leave it because i wasn't the sex just wasn't what i was used to and now that we are a little bit warmer about it it falls more in line with how i've always had sex so who knows? We'll a see. year from now, you yeah. check back. Maybe we got another couple living with us. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Who knows? We were always, you know, kind of taking stock or where we are and kind of spot checking. And, and, and things have changed drastically over the past couple of years. So who knows where we wind up here? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the, uh, yeah, that's how I would answer it. Who knows? Like, you can kind of guess where which path you're going on, but life right. throws curveballs often all the time, right? Yeah. So you never yeah. know. And it's fun not knowing where you're going too yeah it is and it, it's terrifying but exciting all at the same time right and yeah. and so yeah i think it you know maybe along those same lines like you talked a little bit about how your relationship and how the way you approach non-monogamy has shifted how have you seen each each other like grow and change over the last year and a half or two as you've been exploring this well <laughs> me first again well i just think well i think and this isn't a judgment or anything i think i've changed a lot more than you you have have, yes you you 
you often say, and I only hope that you're being honest when you say this, but you will often say that you are your full self now. And who you are now is not, when I say you, I'm talking to Brittany. Uh, Brittany is not who she was even a year ago or two years ago. You, you, your confidence in, in how you interact with people, how you view yourself, um, how you are willing to take and say what you want and take what you want, um, has been, without a doubt, the most rewarding part of our journey in ethical non-monogamy is watching Brittany transform into the person that she is now with the confidence and you ooze sexuality in ways that you never used to. You used to cover everything up and used to be very, um, I don't know, you, you were just very, very different before in a very kind of like a sheltered way. And just seeing who you are now, is, is, is uh, it, it's unbelievable. Thank you. My my assessment is not going to be as sweet as yours, but um, I'm just kind of the redheaded dude that's with you all. The no, time. no, no. I do think um, <laughs> <laughs> you have definitely become well. You've become more social for one thing. Like you, I've seen you become more active, like proactively social. You want to be hanging out with people. You want to be setting things up. You want to be well, yeah. Because it's he's not he's a bit of an introvert and he likes to be home and people drain him, but which still happens, but you definitely have, you like being out there a little bit more now, I think. And I also have watched you change how you have sex and stuff. I think, I mean, I'm sure you've had that kind of sex your whole life, but like, I think in a, especially even in group situation and with other women, like you have become a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to use warmer again, but like, you put more into it, I think. Well, than, yeah. Early on, I just I didn't want to. I, I was always mindful of. It was more about me. You and, were feeling yeah. and stuff, but as we've gone along, and I think this is true for both of us, we both we both enjoy the sex more now because we have the freedom and the comfort to to be who we are sexually with other people. Yeah, and I and I think you're more expressive of that because you feel safe to be expressive of that, but, and that this isn't really even about you. This is also about me changing, I guess, but you're just much more expressive, I think, than you were before Mm -hmm. with other people. I don't, it's not as nice (laughs) as what you said, but yeah. Um, I wanted Brittany, I, well, thank you both for sharing that. Um, I wanted to ask you, Brittany, a more, a little more about your personal growth, because it's something that, I mean, in societal, you know, women, oftentimes are uh, feel more repressed or feel more like they have to follow a certain stereotype and certain script for their life and therefore aren't always don't always feel like they can be themselves. So I was hoping you could talk a little bit about your journey from your perspective of like becoming more of who you feel like you is your full self. Uh, yeah, sure. So I have always been really horny like my whole life. Um but if, in prior relationships, I, like people told me they thought I was a sex addict and like all of this stuff. And, you know, the the last relationship I had, he was really terrible and made me feel guilty about everything all the time. So as much as it was in there, it was in- extremely repressed, um, not just by society, but by the people that, you know, that were in my life. Um, so since we got together and I've, you know, I've always known that I, not always, but since I was a teenager, I've known that I was at least by, um, there's more to that, which I'll, you know, I'll get into that with the growth. But since being with him, I, he's really just in every way given me 
the permission to explore any part of myself and you know, part of me is like, ugh, it's terrible that I had to get permission for that. But sometimes you need someone who loves you to tell you that it's okay to be who you are. And letting that out has been just, I mean, it's life-changing for me. And so I, I was able to both explore just being horny and sexual and then also the queer side of myself, which isn't just about sex, obviously. And so now I, I just don't give a shit anymore about anything. And I, you know, I just am who I am. And I, like you said, I take what I, I want and I know what I want and I don't feel bad about anything that I want. Um, I've discovered a lot about my queer side and being bi and also just like gender stereotypes and expressing myself that way and not feeling at all ashamed about wanting to have sex with anybody at any time and, you know, being able to feel like I can go after that if I want. And yeah, it's really liberating. I have a horny, sexy uh, wife. What a burden it is for me to... (laughs) Yeah, it works out for him too. So yeah. <laughs> that's a it's a it's a burden we bear here. I understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you 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 mentioned, uh, Brittany, the piece about your sexuality and coming into that was a little bit of a, a an additional story you wanted to maybe get into. Not story, but topic you wanted to cover. Do you, do you is is now the best time to does that fit here? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that fits. So I knew that I was, well, I didn't know that I was bi. So I knew that I was something in high school, um, but I don't know how old you guys are. I think you were about the same age. Um, it was not the same back then as it is now. So I, I honestly didn't even know that like bi was really a thing. I was like, you know, I, I like women, I guess. I don't, I'd never been with a woman, but I was like, I like boys. So I'm not a lesbian, right? So I was like, I guess I'm just straight. Um, and then once I got to college, I kind of realized like, okay, no, there's more to that. But it still was not something that I was really exploring or comfortable exploring. And I just didn't really have anybody in my life that was telling me that it was okay to explore that. You know, my family wasn't really repressing it, but they also weren't encouraging it. You know, it was just kind of a non-issue. Um, I didn't have partners that were encouraging it. And then once we got together, he was, he just went like full send on encouraging my exploration of that. And so, you know, and also things are different today. So I just have a lot of access to information and it's just constantly changing and and it's there all of the time. Um, and it's a lot easier to express yourself. So yeah, I've, that's where I am now, I guess. I I don't know if that answered your question. No, it's perfect. And I think like you said, right, like it's it's hard. You don't want to have to feel like, oh, I needed somebody else's permission to do this. But I think sometimes what it is, is knowing that you have a support system, right? That you can, you can be you and that the people around you are going to love you. And it sounds like for at least some amount of time in your previous relationship, that was not the case. That it was like, you, you get to be who I want you to be. Um, Right. And, and that's it. And so knowing that you now have the freedom to be who you want and that somebody that you love will love you for whoever that is. And that's a big, that's a big thing to like get through your head and it's hard. Yeah. I mean, he celebrates that part of me. Um, so I guess if, if he's going to celebrate it, I guess I should too. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's lonely celebrating by yourself. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> And I think the other piece too is that, you know, you feel like you don't want to have permission, but it goes back to societal pressures too. And how we're like, we're supposed, a lot of people feel we're supposed to just live this script. And if you don't live this script, something's quote unquote wrong with you. And that's just, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something that 
I actively push against like every day I feel like is that I am pushing against that societal push of I'm doing something wrong because I'm not living the life that it's societal society wants me to live so there's there's a piece of that there too I think yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, even the way that I look, uh, you two can see me, but not everybody else can. Um, so I have a mohawk and all of that. And you know, I, even just the way I look is um, uh, an act of rebellion, right, as a woman. So living in this image and stuff has been a, a constant transition for me to get comfortable in that and just like be who I am out in public. And I think I'm finally all the way there. So that's nice. Hey, you rock it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And yeah, and I don't want to like feel like we we don't want to talk to you, Chad, but I have one more question on this. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's used to it though. <laughs> since since you kind of were like, fuck it, I'm gonna be me. I know I can be me now. Like, how has that impacted and influenced the rest of who you like the rest of your life outside of necessarily just the swinging or the bisexuality piece, just like in like who you are in general, how has that influenced your day to day? Yeah. Um, so I've always been that person. It's just, I kind of think of it as like, it was like a snowball, right? Like I kind of, when I was younger would push and push, but not, I didn't have the tools to really get it going. And, um, since I've really just kind of opened the gates on that, it's really snowballed into this crazy life that I live now. And I, I'm just confident in everything that I do, probably to a fault, and uh, Chad can back me up on that. I'm just here to keep her humble. Right. Uh, he makes a joke all the time that he's got to keep me keep me here. But um, I I don't know. I just think I can, in everything that I go into, you know, I'll, I'll be nervous or, or whatever, stressed about things, but I really do genuinely believe that I can do anything that I want to do. And I think I always sort of felt that way, but I have like a solid confidence in that now. Um, because I am who I am and I've gotten to this point and I've done enough things to know that like I've overcome enough things that really nothing's going to be that much of an issue for me, you know, and it might take some work, but I've, I made it this far. So. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And sorry, I'm a, I feel like I'm hogging this. It's okay. You're not. You're okay. Well, I have a question for Chad now, and I got excited. <laughs> you're okay. Um, I was just curious, like, on, on your side, Chad, like, you're sort of like, hey, be you. Like, I'm here. I love you. I want you to be you. At any point in this journey, have you been like, oh, shit, what have I, what have I unlocked? <laughs> the monster that you've created. <laughs> no, I've never said, oh, shit, what have I unlocked? It's always been look what I've unlocked or, and I, and I'd say I didn't unlock anything. I, I just, Brittany, I just wanted to give her the space to be who she wanted to be. Um, so no, I, I've never really watching her transformation the past several years and becoming how confident she is has been extremely rewarding. And I will say this too. We have a 13 year old daughter, uh, my daughter from a prior relationship, but Brittany's her most favorite person in the world. And she's known Brittany since she was five years old. Brittany, who she is now, it has been a godsend. And it, it is the best possible example I could have ever hoped for, for our 13-year-old, to have a mentor and a role model that shows her every day that it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to be a complete badass. It's okay 
to choose to do the things that are hard because the rewards are infinitely greater. So, no, I'm thankful that Brittany, you know, reached down inside her and and has become who she has become, that unapologetically Brittany, um, not just for the benefits I get from having a horny wife that loves to share our bed with friends, but on a personal note, what she does for our daughter every day. Um, so no, I, I never really, never really said, Oh shit, look what I created. It's how amazing is this that Brittany has created. So, yeah. Yeah. These podcast yeah. interviews are a great aphrodisiac, by the way. We're going to have such good sex later. <laughs> well, that's why we do them, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's really for you, too. Um, but thank you for that. I appreciate that. And that's uh, that's amazing. So, yeah. And I, I kind of had a hunch what the answer was, but I wanted to hear it from your perspective, not from my own. So, yeah. <laughs> and I just want to point out to the listeners can't see the connection between you two, but it's so obvious that the love and admiration you have for each other. And I just want to say that out loud because you people can't see that. Yeah, smiles don't <laughs> translate to microphones very well. Right. So. right. Uh, yeah. Thanks guys. <laughs> of course we're going to narrate. It's going to be like Chad is smiling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, we, we have to do that sometimes for us, like when we when we talk to people who are really funny and we're laughing all the time, but we laugh quietly and nobody knows we're laughing. And right. so it looks like yeah. they're telling jokes to nobody. And we're like, no, no, we, <laughs> we were laughing. We, we just, were just trying <laughs> to not laugh over them talking. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. The struggles of a podcast. Right, right, right. Um, I'm going to switch the topic a little bit and something I'm curious about because we uh, very much are interested in this as well in general, but also spreading the word about safety about sexual health and safety and also physical safety going through exploring non-monogamy and how I'm Mm -hmm. curious how you two handle that. So in terms of the sexual safety, um, either, yeah, sure. Go either one. Like just keeping yourselves physically safe. And it sounds like most everything you do is together. So it's probably more of the answer there. Although Brittany is meeting women. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that part of it, yeah, we do most things together. So Brittany's really never in an environment where I think either of us are worried. Um, no, and if there ever was an instance where there was any single play with somebody who could possibly be a threat, I think we would meet them first together. Yeah, yeah. I would never, sure. ever put myself into a situation where I was scared. It's just not, I mean, it's not enjoyable anyways. Right. Yeah. And as far as the sexual safety, I mean, we you know, condoms and testing and, and all of that. But I don't know. Did that answer the question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. It, it it does. It's more like, you know, it, we like to take a topic that can be taboo and, and uh-huh. talk right. about it. So that's more like why I'm asking of, of how do you handle those conversations with, with other people as well? People are pretty open about it in swinging. I've found I don't know. Usually the other people sometimes will start the conversation before we do. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty. The safe sex component. Yeah. We were in hedonism recently and the, the conversation wasn't even had. It just, yeah. 
Um, but we have, we have had that conversation, uh, before, and I'll say this too. Uh, we have actually, we've played without condoms once, once, yeah, maybe twice, once that I can remember just once, but it was, there's very extreme, uh, exceptions that were made there based on the totality of the circumstance where everybody wound up to be comfortable. But in general, um, we generally play, um, with safe sex and, Somebody always brings it up. If they don't bring it up, we bring it up before before we get there. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a conversation you have to have going into things. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. I, by extension, I may have another answer for you. Uh, maybe I'm not in terms of safety. Uh, maybe it's a safety issue. But there was one time, once, because we vowed that it would never happen again, where we started playing with another couple where we did not get on the same page beforehand. Um or maybe we were, but the couple we were playing with turned out to be not who they were. Like the clothes came off and they became completely different people. And we ended up playing with them and finishing that night. But there was a lot of regret. You know, things happened um, that we, specifically Brittany, was uncomfortable with. And we made a vow that night that that will never happen again. We will always use our words. Whenever anything comes up that makes us uncomfortable, um, we will always address it, even if it's in the moment. And we've never had that issue again. I don't no. know if that speaks to the question that you're asking, but um, it's more of an emotional to, sexual safety. Yeah, it comes but. to mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's huge, right? Because you, it's crazy. You think doing this, you'd be like, oh, well, if I get into a situation where I'm uncomfortable, I'd have no problem being like, I'm super uncomfortable. Let's not do this. But in the moment, you're like, ah, like, I don't want to make this person uncomfortable. It looks like my partner's having a great time. So I don't want to make, I don't want to ruin their fun. And like, all of these things start happening. And you're like, well, That's right. yeah. I'll, I'll just power through. And then afterwards, you feel like garbage. And then yep. your partner feels like garbage because you didn't. And you're like, oh, I wanted you to stop. And you're like, well, we just messed the whole thing up. And right, like, I love that you bring that up because I think that is common. It happens <laughs> yeah. to everybody. Yeah. I wouldn't say it happens all the time, but I think it happens to almost everybody at some point in their journey of like, you get into a situation that you're not loving, but you're not able to really, you don't know what the hell to do about it because you didn't think about it going into it. Like that wasn't yeah. what you were thinking was going to happen. Right. So, yeah, yeah I, I completely get that. How how have you, like, mitigated that going forward? Well, I mean, mostly it's been easier because we that was early on in our in our trajectory. Yeah. And so we had a lot of rules. There was a lot of things I wasn't comfortable with. And with a, uh, not that rules are a bad thing, but obviously the more rules you have, the more chance you have of things going badly, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was really the biggest problem there, other than the fact that they were very different than we expected them to be. I, I'm just a lot more comfortable now, um, but I do think that I learned a really big lesson that night to not... I mean, <laughs> I was like adamant, like, no, we're just going to finish this because I felt I didn't want to be the one, right? And this just goes back to what you're saying about women is women are just expected to be happy and go along with what's going on, and I was kind of trying to play that role, and I'm not ever going to do that again um so i think we would just say something or you know i would probably tell him i would find a way to tell him and let him be the one (laughs) to stop it i just i think we're more equipped now that it's happened to us i think we're more equipped to just be honest in the moment yeah i would i would just echo what Brittany said that that this was early on that the the example i provided a moment ago was early on in our in our lifestyle journey a lot of things that happen are things that we are comfortable with now but 
even if something were to happen or if Brittany were to be treated a certain way, um, in the moment we would stop and we would use our words and, um, I would rather feel embarrassed or have the other couple be upset, uh, than I ever would to compromise our, you know, what we have between us. So, um, if I had to pick between somebody's feelings, I would always pick ours than I would. And we learned it that night and we made a vow that night and we've upheld it ever since. We've, we've never been in that situation again that to that severity, but maybe we make an even bigger point now um, to express who we are and what we're looking for and what we want. Before yeah, we I was going to say, I think we're a little more careful now with who we're choosing. Yeah. You know, we now that we know that that's a possibility or that people can, can go that way, um, we're just a little more careful, I think. We look mm-hmm. for the things that might tip us off that that could happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and to be fair, right, those are things you don't even... You don't know what the hell you're looking for when it's your right. when you're brand new, right? Like you're you're like, oh well, now that I look back, I'm like, there was a red flag, and there was a red flag, and there was a red right. flag, but you yeah. you didn't know any of them were red flags because they were just you you've never done it. So yeah, right. Right. appreciate yeah. appreciate that. Um, you know, you mentioned rules a little bit there, and I was curious if you could talk about a little bit some of the rules that you had and how you navigated letting some of those go. And it sounds like maybe just getting more comfortable, but that is something that is so common that people have a lot of rules at the beginning and they tend to loosen up as things go. Um, so if you could talk about that a little bit, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, when we started, like, like we said earlier, um, when we, when we started bringing other couples in, uh, Brittany would play with whoever the other male and or female and I would just play with Brittany because that, at the time, that's what we were comfortable with. And there's never been a quid pro quo, like where Brittany's plays with the other guys. So that means I get to play with the other female. We've never looked at it that way. We've always taken it, each individual thing on its own merits. So is Brit, are, we, are we comfortable with Brittany playing with other females? Yes. Okay, then, then we'll do that. Are we comfortable with Brittany playing with other guys? Yes. Okay, well, we'll do that. Are, are we comfortable with Chad playing with other females? And early on, the answer was no. So we just didn't do it. In, in, in each step along the way, going from that couple to a couple now who is, we're pretty much down for whatever now. I mean. <laughs> I don't like anal, but I don't like anal with anyone. Yeah, so that's, that's really the only <laughs> rule we have now um, <laughs> is, is that. Um, but going from that couple that was very timid about doing a lot of things to who we are now, it's been at Brittany's pace. Um, and you always tell people I meditated on it. Or yeah, you always so. <laughs> have this weird, like how you got from point A to point B in in things. Like, yeah, so he's he's very gracious in his explanation of it being a we thing because he very much he made it very very clear that it is a we thing, but it really in reality it was a me thing, right? Like it, he was pretty much comfortable with whatever I was going to be comfortable with, so I controlled the pace, um, and I was pretty good up until soft swap you know we we moved and i was it didn't take me too long to get to Mm -hmm. an actual soft swap but then once we got there i was like i don't know if i'm ever going to get to full swap i just didn't know if i'd ever be there um but i knew that it was something that he would like to do and it was a kind of couple that he wanted to be and so i I viewed that as a challenge and i said in the beginning that you know we like challenges and we like growth and so i was determined to grow to that point however long it was going to take me Um, and I, yeah, I meditated on it. So I'm, I'm a lifelong athlete, right? And athletes visualize and visualization is like a really good way to, (laughs) it's, it's a real thing, you know? Um, and so I just, 
literally spent a lot of time visualizing what a full swap would look like and what he would look like having sex with another woman and assessing how I felt having those very vivid images in my mind. And at first it felt terrible and I didn't like it. And the more that I got used to how it looked and what it meant and what it felt like, I was okay with it. And then until one, at one point you didn't even know we were going to full swap. No, she and the, just busted it out. The other couple, book. yeah, the other yeah. couple was like, are you comfortable full swap? And I looked at him and I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then we did it and it was fine. And it, <laughs> it really was just me visualizing it over and over and over again until it just became a non-issue for me and then our last bastion of rules was the kissing so we didn't kiss right, the kissing because right. to me kissing is very intimate um mm. and again i was like that's probably never going to happen but then i just kept imagining it over and over and over again and now we love making out with people yeah so yeah love it Thank you for sh- for sharing the progression and how you work through that. Because it makes sense. It, not only does it make sense, but I imagine uh, there are. Well, I don't imagine. I know for a fact there are a lot of people who have had the same progression and probably been a whole hell of a lot bumpier because <laughs> it's it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the the no kissing or whatever, like where you're stopping, especially if. If it's sort of an imbalance, right? If one of you is like, hey, I'm good for anything, and the other one right. has to constantly feel like the break, like even that dynamic alone, like being able to know that there's an imbalance, but not create that feeling that like, oh, Brittany, you're just holding me back. Like I want to be on doing this, <laughs> and you're you're stopping me. Like that's even a fine line to walk of like, yeah, you yeah, know, letting someone know you're interested, but not pressuring. So. Right. Yeah, there were times Brittany would be get frustrated with me because she felt like I was holding you back. You back her well, back. so he he was always, well, uh, and this was very. I was the brake pumper a lot of the time. Well, but you were. It's because you were stepping on my brake. Like he, it wasn't his brake. He knew that I might not be comfortable, and it would worry him. So then he would, the minute that I would express like a hesitation, he'd be like, "Okay, no, like we're just not going to do it." And which I appreciated the protection of that, but it was also frustrating because it made it harder for me to push myself you know what i mean because he was always just so protective of me right and what i was probably wanting and feeling that so actually the 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 arguments or the frustrations happened in like the opposite way that you would think that they would she's like just let me be uncomfortable (laughs) yeah i was like like, just let me get through through it right (laughs) (laughs) we've always had a rule where oh i'm sorry go ahead go ahead no no no. go ahead chad no i was saying we've always had this rule which we don't really have anymore now that we're comfortable with everything but we used to have a rule uh where we would rather not do something and wish we had done it or look forward to doing it next time than to do something and regret it because you can't you can't you can't undo that and so um maybe that's where the full swap and the kissing we got to the point where we wanted to um and after a couple times of not doing it we still wanted to um so then we introduced it um but we never introduced anything um you know ahead of our comfort level because we never wanted to have that regret so we always were careful to it's like getting a tattoo you don't get a tattoo on a whim you think of what you want and then you think about it for a long yeah right (laughs) but you make sure you want it before you get it right yeah which is why I still don't have any tattoos. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for 34 years, and yeah. I've got a few more to go. <laughs> I have a That's few. Fair. Brittany saved me from a few bad decisions. Yeah, well, yeah. Out with her sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that kind of is a, a fun lead into one. One of the other things we love to ask about is bloopers that have happened along the way, times where. <laughs> 
It didn't go like we thought um, uh-huh. because those can be not only hilarious, but also really good learning experiences for everybody involved. And so if you have one or two that, or three that you wanted to share, we'd love to hear them. <laughs> Actually, we only have earth shattering, like remarkable sex with people. So we don't. Perfect. <laughs> it yeah. only, it yeah. only goes so smoothly. You and, you and us both. Yeah. You and yeah, us yeah, both. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about from our blooper reel? Um, well, I mean, we had the one we just talked about, which wasn't really a blooper, but it, that was a didn't go how we planned. But I'm the only one I can think of right now is the one in the pool. Well, that there's that. And that's the first not really time we it. tried to be, as you call it, first base coaches by throwing hand signals. There was that. Oh, that's blooper. a good one, too. Yeah. Want to talk about that one? <laughs> Tell that one first. Because the one in the pool isn't like, it's just a funny well, story. It's, my, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so early on, um, we were new and trying to figure out how we were going to communicate in front of other people. And this our, was our first so, time at the club, right, like brand first, new. First time going to the club. Uh, we were we were like we had this brainchild of an idea where Brittany would scratch her shoulder if she was interested in playing with somebody. Um, and our first time at the club, well, I guess to run through it real quickly is you know we got to the club and Brittany got surprisingly comfortable right away. Just wanted to get naked and start having sex, so we did with each other in front of a crowd. Yeah, we didn't plan. We were not having sex with yeah. anyone else that night. And then we went back to the bar and we were like, you know, mission success. Let's get out of here while while we're feeling good. So we went to leave, but then all of a sudden Brittany was making out with a female in the corner. So we stayed a little longer, and she comes back to the bar and we're like, this night just got even better. Let's get out of here before uh, anything bad happens. We've had such a good experience. And as I'm collecting my uh, bottle back and we're getting ready to leave this older gentleman comes and stands next to Brittany at the bar and older gentlemen are Brittany's speciality I mean that's she loves older men and they start to to chat back and forth and he was telling you an odd story about like his mother passing so he, he was like on his way about. he stopped at the club on his way to visit his mom in another state who was like dying and I was like that's an interesting dynamic but anyways but anyway so Brittany's <laughs> talking to this older guy at the bar while I'm like getting uh the alcohol bag from the bartender and grabbing jackets and stuff like that. And all of a sudden I look over her and she's, she's digging at her arm and I'm thinking, okay. I mean, looking at the guy, I didn't think that he was just her type other than the age thing, but I'm like, okay, we can make this work. Let's all right. Apparently we're having a threesome now. Cause she's just scratching at her arm. So I give all my alcohol back to the bartender. I start high-fiving the bartender. Like, yes, this night just got even better. Apparently we're going to have a threesome. And then, as I'm turned to Brittany now with a fresh drink in my hand and gave back our jackets and everything else, I turned to her with a fresh drink in my hand and a big smile on my face. And she looks at me like I'm the biggest idiot. I was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, you've been digging at your arm for a half an hour. <laughs> it was not a half an hour. <laughs> I had like a, like, I don't know, like a thing. I was like scratching at a scab or something like absentmindedly while I was talking to this guy, not even realizing that I was scratching my arm. And so he like had, I was like, why did you get another drink? And he's like, you're scratching your arm and i was like oh my god and so we cleared it up and laughed and didn't have a threesome but we learned that night that words are a much better way to communicate yeah ever since then we got rid of, we got rid of uh throwing first base signs to each other right. and we just use words now but I, I just want to say, I feel like uh, an even funnier ending to that would have been like, well, so we figured we just had to go through with it because I gave it. the signal. So <laughs> we were, we were locked in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, you're talking about a hedonism? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's, yeah. This isn't like, it didn't affect anything, but like there was this, she was one of the hottest women I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And she was with an older man. So I was like, this yeah. is my couple, like. This is, mm. we're about to become polyamorous. Like, this is my couple. <laughs> um, and so I had finally got the chance. I was going to, like, make out with her. And no, I was making out with her. So finally I got to make yeah. out with her. And, you know, he's he was 
I don't know if any of your listeners listeners have been to hedonism, but there's a pool bar and there's stools like stools, submerged if you're not in the paying water. attention to you can just back up and, and so i'm making out with this hot 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 Smoke woman show. like wow and he i don't know he, he must have been backing up or something and i hit yeah. i felt something like brush my calves and i was like that's weird and then the man the that was with the woman was like whoa man down and I, I turned around and chad had like hit the stool and was like floating away with his drink and he was trying floating to keep floating away above water. and i was just like you have to be kidding me we've been after this woman for days yeah. and i finally am You're making finally out with her and he's just like is floating away across the pool making a spectacle of himself and yeah. uh so i thought we were gonna be i thought i was cock blocked then but i did get back into it yeah. but that was anyway. <laughs> those kind of things happen with you sometimes <laughs> it is what it is so that's a new move, right? Like, that's what you do from yeah. now on. Instead yeah, right. of scratch your arm, you trip over a, a, a <laughs> bar stool and you float away. Like, yeah. I'm out. That means you're really <laughs> interested. <laughs> yeah. you, might, you might think he's not interested because he's across the pool, but that's how we let you right. know he's really into exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Those are awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, well... You two have a podcast as well. And so we wanted to give you some time to share a little bit about your show and what that's about and how it came to be. And then give you the opportunity afterwards to talk about anything that we didn't get to that you wanted to tonight before we let you go. Sure. So the podcast is his brainchild. So I will let well, him. I'm just the talent. He's the producer and the director right. and the writer and the tech person. And yeah. So it was born kind of out of the pandemic. And the, the podcast that we host is called Tangled Up Together. Um, which I guess there's probably a little story about how we came to that name. But we finally, after some argument, wound up at Tangled Up Together. And we kind of just take people on our lifestyle journey. You know, it, it goes through a lot of what we talked about tonight. Our journey uh, from being that, that very timid couple to who we are now. We let people in on our intimate conversations uh, and our, on our uh, embarrassing moments. But yeah, we take people through our journey. We do have some people on from time to time. Brittany's friend has been on. Brittany's sister, uh, Sister Butt Stuff, uh, comes on. She's a cult favorite. Yeah, she's the... a cult favorite on the show. <laughs> um, she comes on and we have fun with her. And um, but yeah, we, we we kind of just invite people into our intimate conversations and along our journey with us, and we have a lot of fun with it. And I say it was born out of the pandemic because we're very open. Uh, I think most of our family and friends know that we're in the lifestyle. There's your dad and my mom. Are like, no, my dad knows now. Oh, your dad does know now, right? It's right. like my the grandparents are, let the kid yeah, out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. So everybody but my mom and our daughter knows really. And so because of that, people have questions and. You know, during the pandemic, when the pandemic first started, we really weren't playing with other people, but we were still answering questions from our friends and family about the lifestyle. And people love to hear our stories and they found it interesting. And so we thought, is there an audience for this? And at the time, I had no idea how many lifestyle podcasts there were, but we were thinking, you know what? Maybe it'll be just fun just to grab some microphones and create some history that we can both refer back to for our own relationship, even if it's only our 10 friends listening. Um, so that's how a podcast started. Um, <laughs> we grabbed microphones and it, it was just a hobby. It's kind of blown up into much more than that now, but, uh, in, in, it still is very much just a hobby for us, um, that we have a lot of fun with. And that's led into doing event hosting now. And of course our website. Um, but it's been fun. It's been a fun journey. It'll, it'll never be, 
it, it we, it's never going to take over for our day jobs. And I don't even know if we ever really want to monetize it or do anything like that because we don't want to take away from the hobby aspect and that we're doing this just for fun for each other. But we do have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And like we said before, you never know what's going to happen. Never know. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, in a year, you're going to be living with another couple, and maybe probably two. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Two, two and, or three couples. And, right. and, and you'll be, uh, I have a million dollar contract with Spotify. So <laughs> That's right. That's, yep. that's you never know. Watch out. <laughs> Here we come. Right. Well, that's super tangled. awesome. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Chad. I, oh, I was going to say our, our website is just tangledupptogether.com. If anybody's curious. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And well, links to all of that will be in the show notes for listeners to find easily as well. Yeah. Yeah. And now I have a follow-up question. How did telling your families go? Because that was, that was something we didn't get to about how open you are, but like, how did it go telling families? That's very natural for me. So I grew up very, very open. Um, Like I was blown away. Yeah. It's not a thing for me at all. Um, I've been like that with my friends. I've been like that with my family. So it was not hard. They've well, all known from the beginning. You're a legacy swinger, though. I am. You like to say legacy swinger. So yeah. my parents, they are no longer together because they made some bad swinger choices, but they were swingers, um, which I didn't know growing up, but I did know once they split. Um, so as an adult, I learned that they're swingers. I, I didn't know that when it was happening, but I am a legacy swinger. So <laughs> telling my parents, I mean, what are they going to say? You know what I mean? They, they yeah. did it themselves. So that was that. Um my sister's always been our babysitter, so she's always known. And I'm just she's I'm our ex- swinger sitter. Incredibly open with my sister, so that wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my friends are all very progressive. That well, wasn't a thing. Uh, the friend thing. So we're skydivers, and we're that's really our biggest source of friends is skydiving. So we're you know in the skydiving community where people tend to be open. It's sex a it's positive. a counterculture itself. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, like Brittany just said, it's a counterculture itself. So it's like nothing to tell our friends because they're already very open-minded and sex positive to begin with. Right. So it was an easy conversation with our friends. I was just blown away where we had, a, we were having a bonfire one night in our backyard and Brittany just busts out with, to her mom that, Hey, we have a swinger podcast and we're swingers. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is going on right now? Why are we saying this to your mom? But it is what it is. Well, I grew up in a very sexually open hut, not like, you know, it wasn't like seventies hippie commune, like having sex in front of the kids and stuff, but like it, it was, we were open to talk about it and everything like that. It, so telling them wasn't, wasn't hard for me, but your mom does not know. No, my mom, it would probably kill her. <laughs> she's, she's up there to begin with. Our daughter will probably know someday. And I'm surprised she hasn't figured it out because we have slipped up. There's been her some slip ups. Yeah. I once started blurring our podcast with, in front of her and her friend on accident. One day. Luckily it was just the opening. So it wasn't yeah. like, you know, fuck this, but, but no, it was, uh, yeah, I had put my, uh, headphones on to edit, the podcast and you know from the other side of the desk it looks like i'm just doing anything and i didn't actually the, the key to headphones is plugging them in <laughs> and I didn't plug right. them in and i hit the play button it starts blasting our podcast i was on the couch and you know when things go in slow motion i was just like <gasps> and just waiting for it to turn off to see how far it was gonna go before he yeah. could get to the button but no she doesn't know i I personally want her to know, not now, she's yeah. young, but I, I think that it would be healthy for to, her to know when she gets older, because I think, for one thing, Gen Z, I could go on forever about Gen Z and how amazing they are and how open they are, but I think, you know, she has that base already, and I think it's good for her to know that you can live whatever lifestyle you want. It's healthy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So. Good follow-up question. Yeah. Yeah, I try. <laughs> Is there anything else either you want to share before we let you go? 
What do you want to share? I don't know. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know if there's anything else we want to share. Um, we're just, we have fun with this. And like I said before, it's exciting to not know where the journey ends. And we try to never get lost in the fact that the journey is the fun. The point is the journey. The point yeah. is the journey. And um, we feel so much closer to each other after having been intimate with other people. And people think that that's crazy. But it's just another – swinging for us is another way that we connect with each other. Yeah. Um, swinging is one of our love languages. <laughs> <laughs> that, that you're having sex with another guy is your love language. For yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. No judgment here. No. <laughs> oh, you can I can I plug one more thing? Of, of course. course. Brittany, Brittany was interviewed by Conan O'Brien last oh, week. Oh, you were going to plug that? Sure, why not? Yeah, I was. I was interviewed by. This is my second podcast interview in two weeks. Conan. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, one yeah. day he'll be as big as we are, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to hear how that happened now because we're obviously doing something wrong. So right? it wasn't it was not related to the podcast. Um as Chad mentioned, we're skydivers. So I'm a skydiving instructor, so I do tandems and I also teach people how to get their license. Um but I am one of 348 women tandem instructors that have ever existed in the history of the world. So I applied. He does a podcast where he interviews fans. And I applied as a skydiving instructor, and that was apparently interesting enough to have a 20-minute conversation with Conan O'Brien. So, Damn. Wow. Like, yeah. Impressive. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> tell them you're a swinger. Plug the podcast. <laughs> I was like, all of our, our families are going to listen. Yeah, eat the, <laughs> the ones that we don't, the, the two that we don't want to know will listen. But yeah, it's, it should be. It's not out yet. It just happened. So it should be coming out hopefully yeah. maybe this week or next week. So Awesome. Well, by the time. She, oh, go ahead. I was say, she told Conan that. You know, at the end of that show, you're like, "Listen, I'm going to be on Emin Finn uh, this week." So <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Was so, like, "Holy shit!" I love he's that. like, "Oh wow, yes. congratulations!" <laughs> yeah, he's been trying to get us for years, and we've just been yeah, blowing him yeah. off. So, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. But we will. Uh, by the time this publishes, that will have published. So we'll make sure there's a link in the show notes. So all right, all right, perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that too, and thank you so much for reaching out on Instagram as well, and just everything you shared tonight, and for all the work that you do. And, and we're very firm believers that the more of us out there putting content out and uh, or just talking about this doesn't have to even be content creators, just talking about non-monogamy with with people and in life. Like the more that's the more the rising tide lifts all ships. Good job. There you go. Oh my god! Like How it. profound was that? I know. Yeah, I was like, that's a very much more concise way. Yeah, I there's, your, t- I have there's a your tattoo. There's your tattoo. <laughs> I have a lot of practice taking what Emma's thinking and consolidating it down into something you can you can digest. You so. do, you do. But I will not take credit for that that uh, idiom. That was not me. So, oh. well, nevertheless, I, I well, I mean. Somebody, if I took credit for that, the the hate mail we would get. That's true. That's true. Yes. Good job summarizing what I I was trying to eloquently say and didn't do a great job at. You did a perfect job. (laughs) We're a team. I know. (laughs) Thank you for for everything tonight. Yeah. Thank you both. Of course, guys. And And thank you. And we enjoy what you're doing too. And the fact that you're giving a voice to people from all all across the spectrum of non-monogamy or in sex positivity is phenomenal in the community that you're building. So props to you guys too. And uh, we thank you very much for uh, giving us an hour of your time. We appreciate it. And thank you. Yes. Have a wonderful night and we'll be in touch. Yeah. All right. All right. You too. Guys. Thank you.
And we're back. Oh, I want to do it one last time before the end of the year. Nailed it. Nailed it. Thanks. Hey, Emma, did you have a good Christmas? I did, although we're recording this before Christmas, so I think so. You hope so. I hope so. I hope so, too. <laughs> I hope we have an awesome Christmas. Yes. And New Year. New Year's is in a few days. It's yeah, exciting. Well, this is definitely before New Year. Oh, it is. I said New Year's is in a few days. It is. So we're excited about that, too. Anyway, a huge thank you to Brittany and Chad for coming on the show and for sharing everything that you did and for all of the amazing work you do with your podcast as well. Go check it out. Tangled Up Together. Links are in the show notes. Yes. Uh, just again, from my side, thanks, Brittany and Chad, for coming on, reaching out, for coming on, reaching out, reaching out, coming on. I got it. Got <laughs> All it. those things. Yes. And sharing your story. So thank you. And just a quick reminder to go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. There you will find all of the information about Patreon, our Patreon community, about the virtual meet and greets and virtual events, as well as the in-person events. All of the information is there. If you have any questions, please reach out to us. You can email us, send us a voicemail. Again, all of it is right there. Yeah, and I would just one other thing you can do while you're on our website. Check out the resources tab. Yes. This is where Emma and I put all of the things that her and I use in our daily lives to help improve our non-monogamous adventures. Sure, yes. One of our favorites stdcheck.com. Always. It's the, the service we've been using for years to get tested for STIs. We highly, highly, highly recommend it. I'm just going to say this. We had somebody reach out to us on Instagram that they were using it. They were actually yes. out of town, out of town for work at a hotel. We're able to sign up, have the form faxed straight to the um, location, la lo location lab, the lab. where they were getting tested. Go get tested and get the results within a day. It's that easy. Yeah. And it's and it's $130. If you use the links on our website, you save $10 and you support the show. And then you get a giant, giant virtual hug from Emma and me. Like as they're drawing your blood, you'll feel our arms wrapped around you. Yes. That's a great description. I know. <laughs> so go check it out. Con consensually. Consensually. Yes. You can always a, ask us to not. That's a very but good point. But you have to tell the phlebotomist, like, please don't let Emma and Finn hug me. <laughs> While you're drawing my blood. <laughs> Good clarification. Anyway, go check it out. We appreciate it very much. Next week, it'll be 2022, but we have another interview. We do. And it is with Sarah. It is. And it's an awesome conversation. And uh, we normally don't talk too much about our future guests, but Sarah is throwing, throwing, hosting. hosting. That's a better way. Hosting. You don't throw a summit. You host a summit. <laughs> yeah. You throw a party. <laughs> yeah. All right. She is hosting an alternative relationship summit. It is free. On January 13th and 14th, you can sign up. But uh, if you miss it, you can then pay like 38 bucks, I think, to, to have access to all of the information going forth, plus a whole bunch of other awesome stuff. Anyway, Alternative Relationship Summit. She has interviews with a ton of amazing people who are exploring non-monogamy to hear how they do it. And uh, spoiler alert, like... Maybe half of the guests, half of the, the other speakers have been on our show. Yes. So if you go to her website, using the links on our website to get there, so it lets her know we sent you, uh -huh. uh, you'll be able to see all of the amazing people that have been on this show to hear more about their relationships. A lot of them haven't been on our show in quite a while, so there's big changes, and it's just awesome. We love seeing we love seeing familiar faces and, and collaborating like this, so definitely check out the Alternative Relationship Summit and support the work Sarah is doing. And come back next week and listen to her episode. Yeah, and she'll talk more about it then. Okay, have a wonderful New Year's, everyone. We hope you had a 
wonderful 2021 and we're excited for 2022. I think that's it. Do you have anything else? I think I'm out. Okay. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening.